And we're live. Ooh, okay. Spicy biscuits. All right. All so right. tonight we're talking about breast planks. <laughs> no, no, that's not right. Oh, golly. You know, when you said spicy biscuits, I, I started thinking of this saying that we've got down here. When something doesn't get done and it's kind of lingering around, we call it like a hair in a biscuit. Which sounds gross. It does. It sounds terrible. We should probably start the show before we start <laughs> making people throw up. <laughs> Good evening. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really well. Beautiful. I'm, and it's. It, I was just thinking a little bit earlier. It's so funny. Like the, the one or two episodes where I'm like, I'm drunk. Those turned out to be like our best episodes. Like the ones where I'm sober are not nearly as good. I don't know why that is. So what I'm hearing then is you want to keep that pattern going. So you have well, been drinking I definitely, this evening. I have. Ooh, what, what's on the menu tonight? Oh, it's just my regular wine. Just your regular wine. Well, I mean, yeah. tell, tell us about the wine. Sell me on it. Uh, oh, shit. Uh... <laughs> It's called Ridge Road. It's from Aldi's. Aldi's has a surprisingly good selection of wine sometimes. And uh, normally, I'm, I mean, I'm not terribly picky. It doesn't have to be like anything. Um, normally, I like the Robert Mondavi Chardonnay. So I've been, since I've started going to Aldi's now, because I'm trying to cut on down on the uh, grocery bill here. I was about um, to say, Aldi's is like the... I'm trying to think of a an, an analog that I'm familiar with. Uh, there's nothing. There's no. It's a German uh, grocery store, and the reason that it's so cheap is because they they hire very few people. There's no butcher. There's no pharmacy. There's no deli department. You know, they either source locally or they test. Actually, I read an article about it. Um, they test extensively the brands that they pick that they regularly carry. And uh, just to make sure that it ranks pretty high in taste with things that are name brands. Okay. So you you never really find a name brand there. I mean, if there's something on sale and they get some sort of special deal on it or something, I guess. I've, I've seen a few here and there. But for the large part, it's, it's mostly their brands or, um, it, you know, like I said, they, they do regional farms. So they, they especially with their meat. And um, they don't ship it from far across the country. That cuts down on shipping charges, and that helps them pass the savings on to regular folks. And I'm kind of in love with Aldi's. It kind of, to me, sounds a bit like a grocery outlet. A little bit, yeah. But a little bit more, maybe more like, you know, or rather less uh, less sketchy, less... Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's You know, tetanusy, if you will. We have a place here in Prattville. And not to speak ill of it. No, I'm absolutely going to speak ill of it. It's better. They've got another one in, in a place called Millbrook. It's about 10 minutes out. Um, but it's called Food Food Outlet. And if that doesn't make you want to shop somewhere, I don't know what does. Food Outlet. Is this just yes. like a one-off? Um, no. There's, there's like I said, there's one in Millbrook. Um, it's much outlet. nicer. And it's larger. I don't know that there's going to be a website for it. <laughs> Food Outlet, Alabama. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Autocomplete. They know. All right. There's a few. I see an Aniston. Yeah. I see a Pell City. I see an Alexandria. Yeah. Yep. Shopfoodoutlet.com. How about that? I'll put the link in the show oh, notes. Oh, hey. There absolutely is a website. They've they've branched out. I didn't know that. I mean, it's it's a little sketchy here in Prattville. And I think that's just because they, they really kind of, you know, it's okay. But Aldi's is, is a lot more. I prefer... 
<laughs> I used to prefer Publix. And that's, right. I've heard of Publix, yep. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's just because it doesn't have what I call Kmart syndrome. This is so mean. Kmart syndrome. R.I.P. Kmart. <laughs> Let's pour one out for Kmart real quick. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even pouring one out. <laughs> oh, I poor mean, Kmart. like, no. Like, Kmart's down here, they have, like, crap all stocked in the aisles, ready to go on the shelves and everything, but they don't clean it up. And right. you've got, you know, the, the dredges of humanity. Right. shopping there and you know it's 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 sometimes not well lit and then mm -hmm. there's the blue light specials and everything i, I can't um so <laughs> food outlet gives me kmart syndrome vibes okay but can you and ship your pants no you get the reference at least right no <laughs> oh god all right hold on we're going to pause right. the show right here okay. while I send Beth the link to ship your pants, the YouTube video. It will be in the show notes as well because nobody oh should go without <laughs> knowing what this is. So here in real time, I'm going to have Beth watch this. Okay. And we're going to get her reaction live. And I'm no, going to play, play it for you as well in audio if I remember. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll come across me here. Or it won't. You I'll add it, it in okay. post. It'll be fine. We'll, All right. We'll, we're doing it live, as Bill O'Reilly says. <laughs> well, I can understand how old people would shit their pants. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it might be hitting a little too close to home for some folks in Alabama. <laughs> I mean... I, I'm pretty sure that's that's how this, you know, uh, back in the day when uh, Kmart was still a thing. I feel like Kmart at this hmm. point, oh, when was that? I'm trying to think of roughly when I saw that first come up. Maybe, I feel like I'm remembering it from maybe 10 years ago. Okay, uh, see, you, I would have possibly had, I've been paying attention, I don't know. I, I probably was very much still into culture. Even then, right. but I don't remember seeing this damn commercial because otherwise I don't remember that mess. Because <laughs> I'd have been sending it to my dad going, little dad, you can shit your pants. <laughs> it looks like base, just on base. Christ, I'm having. See, we're both like that tonight. I mean, and I'm sober as a judge, as they oh, say, as somebody see, so I'm bad. sure said at some point. But Sober as a church mouse? Sober as a church mouse, yes. Um, according okay. to the internet, which is never wrong. <laughs> the ad campaign first came out in 2013. Okay. Well, we I'm I'm guessing probably that they didn't target it for down here. No. Cuz I would have seen it otherwise. Cuz that's the sort of thing one remembers. I'm just saying. I mean, it worked for me. And I'll grant it. Granted. <laughs> I remember the ad. I can't say it. I it worked for me and Obviously. I remember the ad, but I definitely did not like buy more stuff from Kmart. I think at that point no. I had already evacuated Kmart from my mind. I think because of the whole they were basically 
a budget Sears at that point, which is weird See, to this say. This is what I'm Sears. saying. Kmart syndrome. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the Kmart's make you feel hinky, or maybe that's just me. But, you know, it's like I, I was saying, you know, you go into a store, and I, I can already tell you on one hand the number of times I've been in a Kmart, if that tells you anything. And I hate, I hate Walmart. I hate Walmart with a passion. I mean, I just cannot, um, which is a whole other show. Uh, but Kmart always, to me, the times that I went in it, it was always like, it looks like, it would look like a police search happened in the shelves because shit would just be tossed. And then you had shipments just sitting out in the aisles like somebody was waiting to go stock the shelves and shit. And it was ill-lit. You couldn't find nothing. Things were classified wrong in the wrong places. You had the wrong sizes to clothes. I mean, not that I would buy clothes there because, hello, we got Amazon. Right. But um, it just, no. But, yes, Food Outlet (laughs) is essentially the, the same. I mean, if I was forced to, I'd do it. And, man, I would save us some money. But I feel like Aldi's is kind of like that nice, perfect mix where you get, it's a very nice store. It's always well lit. You know, you don't have, sometimes they kind of, because there's, there's people that are, you know, I've seen all of like four people working there. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes, yeah, you do have some, some stocking, but that happens and that happens in Publix and that's fine. You just work around it. Now um, is, you say that you're, you're, you're remarking on the low quantity of people that work in there. Is it because it's like yeah. a smaller establishment yes. like are we talking like a oh, not, it's bigger than a drugstore a bigger okay bigger than like your your walgreens or cvs or yes okay. but smaller than a than a grocery store okay and they hire people for multiple jobs sure. so the people that stock the people that you know receive things in the back the people that check you out they they're doing all of that all at the same time okay. i've never seen there might be at most two registers out of four they have working at any point all right um, but they are, are a German company, and um, they, they've got the best chocolate. My God. Like, <laughs> European chocolate. Henry, uh, I've probably mentioned this. He's from Canada. Hey. So he, he, yeah, yeah. What about that? Yeah. Um, he, he knows what good chocolate eh? tastes like. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm he knows what good chocolate tastes like. I'm than you, so I feel like I can yeah, pull that off probably... just a little bit better. <laughs> I don't know. It's the, it's the Southern going on. It just sort of fucks thing, everything up. Um, <laughs> uh, Anyways, please continue. I keep chocolate. trying to, dis- to derail you with Canadian. You, you know, see, you're so good at that. You know that about me. My know, God. I'm learning my lesson after working through, you know, <laughs> it only took four episodes and I'm already like self-conscious now. Cause I'm no, like, no, we're going to be here all night if I keep making too many Canadian jokes. That's true. No, you you use that to your advantage that other night in Slack. I, I'd like Henry was looking at me. He's like, "Why are you typing things that just suddenly deleting them?" I'm like, "Because I can't keep up." Shut up! You're distracting me. <laughs> when you when you're subjected to the meme stream, and a lot of people people who aren't Ugh. in our mutual circles won't get this, but when I when I get a hair, when I get a wild hair, as they maybe say down where you are, I don't yeah. know. I, I heard my grandmother say that, and she grew up yeah. in Arkansas, so I feel like that's a thing. Yes, it is. Um, when I get a wild hair, as they say, yep. I will. I will just go off. Like it's your job. I will, as as the kids say, I will pop off with the memes. Okay? <laughs> you and should post like it's your job. 
I, I shitpost like I'm getting paid a lot of money for it. Yes, you Now, do. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not getting paid any money for it. I wish I was. If I got oh, paid man, per so meme, it. it would just yeah. be a constant stream of memes. Like, my phone has many hundreds of memes in an album. <laughs> I kid you not. I'm going to pull it up right now and see what the total oh, is. Oh, no. At, up at this point. Let's see. We've got see, I've, photos. I've, I've, I've got a, like, a small selection of just the ones that I like in particular. Oh no! I have an archive. Like you, no meme, no no meme is too greasy to be in my in my collection mm. here. Go to albums. I got a good one. See all. Let's see. It's in here somewhere. Where is it at? I got a real good one. I'm gonna. It's not really a meme. It's actually the label on a beer bottle oh, from our governor go? a few few years ago. Like oh. our governor before Kay Ivey, he was um he was caught in a sex scandal. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm up to he a was, few hundred now of memes oh, in my Jesus Christ iCloud photo library. Um, our previous governor looked like the oh, what's that dude's name from The Simpsons? The old man, the rich old man, where he does the excellent, you know, that guy. Would you believe me if I said I've never seen The Simpsons? But I know oh, who Jesus you're talking Christ, about. Right? I just okay, don't know his yes. name. The I, okay, old guy. So, Yes. The old guy in the <laughs> I love how you search everything. You're like me. I no, just not Beardsley. That's the other old no, guy. No, 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 no. Yeah. The evil no. guy in the yeah. Simpsons. Mr. Mr. Nope, that's oh, Sideshow God. Bob. I want the no. other guy. Come on, it's Google. Smithers. Smithers is his helper. It is, oh, God, Jesus Mr. Christ. Burns. I'm, that's him. Yes. Okay. So our former governor looked like Mr. Burns. And he was caught in a sex scandal with uh, one of his staffers. He actually ended up on a recording. Oh, this man was some kind of stupid. For the um, record, what 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 is or was his name? Oh, shit. Now you see. <laughs> I mean, it's got to go in the notes, right? People got to know what we're talking oh, about. Oh, let's see. Quality content. We're doing this live. I know, right? We're, oh. Jesus Because if Christ. I type former governor that looked like the guy from The Simpsons, I don't know if Google will get it. No. Um, looks like former. the guy from The Simpsons. What was that what would you name? Would you believe me ben, if I said Bob, his... Robert Bentley. It's not Robert par- Bentley. Okay. Robert, Robert Bentley. Robert Bentley. Yes. Look up a picture of that man and tell me he don't look like Mr. Burns. Mm. Anyway. Let's see. He Robert got caught. Bentley, Alabama. We grow some real homegrown okay. like, brain trusts here. Okay. So <laughs> he got caught on tape talking to one of his staffers about how he likes to come around and touch her, her upstairs, you know, her upstairs. Thing, okay. Her yeah, attic. Her got it. Yeah. <laughs> Not a brain, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, other squishy organs. Am I right? Family oh, show. Yeah, come on. Right. Um, and, then it, it's he talked about how he likes to reach behind her and all this sort of stuff. But here's the really funny part, which is what that, that beer label, by the way, is referencing. He got impeached for it, which is why they call it Unpeachable Pale Ale. Uh-huh. It's, got, it's got a peach taste to it. It's the most awesome fucking beer. I can't. I, draw, I drank like I ordered a six pack. It's a, from this uh, local brewer in like northern Alabama, I think. And <laughs> he got cult. The reason he got caught was that he accidentally mistexted his wife the things that he was texting to the chick on the side. Mm, like yeah, a see, goddamn you never, idiot. 
the side piece 101 always have a separate yeah. phone and tell people it's this for business. This is what I'm saying. Hey, what? Whoa. He was a real goddamn idiot. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he was a dermatologist too. Everybody's like, oh, he's so smart because he's a doctor. And I'm like, that can't be smart. Look at that. Mm. Um, he only manages yeah. your organ sac that wraps your body. That's a really weird way to put that. I mean, that. it's Anyways, the largest continue. organ. It's the largest organ, but he likes to touch other ones. Mm, anyway. There it is. Right there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so his wife, he accidentally texted his wife something that was intended for the side piece and then his wife hired a president private investigator and found his ass out and then she divorced his ass and it was an election year and it all came out <laughs> and i can't imagine a more embarrassing set of circumstances like dominoes they just kept falling one thing after another just for not having your shit straight and having two phones one for your wife and one for your side piece like let's get it for real here people be smart i like Don't how be we're like going governor we're going all in on the fact that like <laughs> if you're gonna have a side piece at least have a second phone or something i mean you know look if you're gonna be stupid that way at least be smart stupid about it okay <laughs> that's true and you know some additional professional advice if you if anyone's mm. out there is willing to take it make sure your secondary phone is unassuming Right, like businesses tend to issue boring phones to their employees. So I don't think the governorship if, issues phones. I'm just saying, though. Well, but see, some some local ish governments they they do issue phones to their employees. Maybe not in Alabama because you know 49th and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 49th in IT budgets as well, probably. Look, so, we don't even have proper internet to a lot of places. Y'all, I mean, like we don't even go. have freaking. There are, you know, 49 <laughs> other states plus territories that maybe, yeah. could, you know, maybe somebody within maybe a gubernatorial individual within one of these other states is listening to this show tonight. Right. And is sure. wondering how could they manage their affairs, so to yeah. speak, in all categories. Mm-hmm. And my professional advice is make sure your phone is unassuming. Right. If you've got that fashy, fashy, that fashy, it's fashy. Oh. Um it's like fashion and ashy that at the same time. That snatched phone? That right. snatched phone. Right. So like, yeah. if you have that, that flashy like iPhone 12 phone, okay. One of them's fine. If you got two, something's a little weird. But if you got like a more like maybe like an iPhone like 7, iPhone 8, something from a few years ago See, that's like, you're talking oh, about- the company just gave this to me. Or, or excuse Dude. me, the, the IT people in some office somewhere said I had to have this. All of a sudden, it's a non-issue. Right, look at that. You're operating from a whole different place than probably what would happen. Look, iPhone 12s are like over a thousand dollars. iPhone 7s are pretty damn expensive too. You're talking about like we're friggin' dirt poor here. I'm not even sure the governor himself could afford a couple of phones like that. That's fair, like, but there are 49 I mean, you know, other states and territories plus territories well, that maybe have more advice. money. Here's my advice. Here's my advice. Bill Clinton got his ass caught. You're not any smarter. Don't do it. Well, (laughs) sure. Okay, I'll give you that. But two things. One, he managed to become president of these United States. And two, he played the saxophone. Does that count for something? Probably not. No, well, apparently he played some other things, too. And he still got caught with it. Well, no, no, he didn't play other things. Other things were played for him, if you know what I mean. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know, cigars Talk about blowing a horn, am I right? Oh, Lord, get it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anywho, uh, I suppose we should uh, probably get to the topic this evening and stop talking about phallic things. And uh, beer labels, yeah. Yes. Although the <laughs> in- unimpeachable pale ale does sound delicious. I hope oh maybe God. I can find it one of these days somewhere oh, up in these parts. Um, it would be awesome. The label itself, just by itself. That's one of the things that I keep on the phone. Um, another thing I keep on the phone is, what is it? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, it's a cross stitch. God. I do not spew profanities. I enunciate them clearly like a fucking lady. <laughs> Perfect. That is what, that is one of my, <laughs> I figured that was quite a propo <laughs> to having it on my phone. <laughs> Perfect. You got to get all of your peas when you're popping right, off. With don't be dropping no R's, y'all. Don't R. be don't be dropping letters and, and whole like, you know, vowels and things and consonants. Don't do that. And then um oh, my other one that I especially like because I'm kind of a Winnie the Pooh freak. Yeah. It says it's Winnie the Pooh reading a piece of paper with a really befuddled look on his face, going, Well, there it is. The stupidest shit I've read all day. <laughs> or the stupidest fucking thing I've I have read all day. There it is. So those are my three. Also, Big Bird going, let's, we ride at dawn, bitches. Because I like that one. I'm just sorry. Something about my childhood icons saying shit like that just really kind of tickles me. Makes them real. It makes them more human, right? They're relatable in ways that transcend the near acid trip nature of their original creation. I mean, you know, sometimes some of these things, like I can remember, uh, I wasn't a kid when this happened, but the Teletubbies. Like, that shit freaked me the hell on out, and I wasn't even a kid. I was like, you know what? When we have kids, anybody I told, anybody standing, if we got on the subject and somebody was standing close enough to me that might possibly have been a partner for life or something like that, I'd be like, we're not watching Barney, and we're not watching Teletubbies. That shit freaks me out. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. Teletubbies was a little weird. It seemed a little extra. It was like... The baby up in the sun, always giggling and shit, just for like, what the fuck is that about? On... on how how does it get the right to be so happy all the time? Well, it's the sun. I mean, you know, it's burning the shit out of people. I'm pretty sure it might be deciding to do wrongdoings and during the day it's it's correcting things. It's like, you know, burning the hell out of some it's it's like Batman for the daytime. It's burning people that are doing wrong. It I don't know. Probably got a weird, like sick, twisted, like pleasure out of cooking the teletubbies. Very slowly. Very slowly, so they didn't notice. That's, Teletubbies, that's the, the other colored meat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Before, real quick, follow uh-huh. before we get yeah. onto the topic tonight. Okay. I want to remark on how delicious sounding the Salty Nut Brewery's Salty Dog looks. What I've, is that? You, you, haven't, you haven't seen this? So I'm, I'm on no. their website right now. Why the hell? Why and, am I missing all this stuff? And what, apparently they me. have a thing called a Salty Dog, which is... Okay. Some kind of hot dog contraption. What? It's not clear if the dog is entirely wrapped or if it's just a hot dog bun. The illustration implies that it is entirely wrapped and it is drawn in like a cutaway fashion. That's a drink, isn't it? The salty dog. Do you want to? That's a drink. Are you sure? Yes. Saltynutbrewery.com. Link in the show notes. Okay. Well, I I don't know about that. (laughs) But salty dog is the name of a drink. 
you should go to the link then. Okay. Salty nut, <laughs> saltynutbrewery.com. Okay. And then scroll down. I need to see this. Because apparently it is more than a drink now. You are. Oh, yes, I'm I'm over 21. Are you? <laughs> yeah. I hope no, so. Not really. <laughs> maybe, maybe physically, not mentally. That would be true. Preach. Where is this? Oh, this is huntful. Ooh, wait a minute. Is that the people who put out the, the unimpeachable pale ale? I you bet, bet it, is. it is. I went down a rabbit Damn, hole. I yes. can't come out of now because I'm hungry. Let's see. I'm telling you, these, these places, we've got some places around Alabama you would not think are anything good or anything artisanal or anything, you know, like <laughs> people down here. They'll go, oh, you're going to have one of them hippie drinks. Yeah, bitch, I am. Because you know what? It tastes goddamn good. Now shut the hell on up. <laughs> so, <laughs> that does look good. Holy shit. What is that? Pineapple you, jalapeno it's called the salty relish? dog. It's right there on the freaking page. Jesus Christ, look. Garlic aioli and mango mustard. What the hell are they doing over there? Hawaiian style. Jesus Christ. Am I right? Oh, that's a four-hour drive for me. All right. Then it's settled. This is going to become the cover art for today's show. Oh, uh, the salty dog. Yeah. Screenshotting this bad boy right now. Uh, we should link them like, hey, look, y'all don't want to be associated with our dysfunction, but here it is. <laughs> oh, I love their sign. We're a handful. Yes, baby, y'all are. <laughs> mm. Grip it tight. Anyways. Ah, so okay. I'm, I'm fascinated by this because this is my kind of regret wrapped in paper and bread. <laughs> yeah. So I'm all about this right now. And I'm a little <sighs> sad that I can't get anything like this. Now, granted, we do here in the area, we have, we have a brewery um, called uh, Cairn, C-A-I-R-N Brewery. Okay. They have a weekly rotation of food trucks that show oh. up. In the afternoon and evenings, and then all day on weekends. So, okay. you know, your boy over here is like, okay, somebody needs some burgers. Somebody needs some, like, weird Hawaiian fusion action. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, burritos all day. Like, <laughs> this is my thing. And I have never once been disappointed by the food truck action that appears in front of this brewery. Now, granted, uh -huh. the, the purpose is generally... Get some uh, get some food truck action, some regret, if you will, and then yep. uh, go inside and grab yourself some beer and just kind of go all in on it for the evening. And you know what? It works. I love it. And I'm sure it would. I mean, you know, like obviously looking at this place, it, it being up in Huntsville, Huntsville is kind of like our our liberal bastion. If it's <laughs> liberal if you bastion, say. the holdouts, right? It's well. It's not even really that. It's the side of Redstone, and the military surprisingly is very—I wouldn't say liberal, but it is very. They do care about equality because it has an effect on the troops and it has effect on unit cohesion. Mm -hmm. So they tend to be the most accepting of communities that that I've seen. I mean, Henry was you know in the Air Force, and he is now a government contractor. But, yeah, he, he has all kinds of folks that he works with, and it's great. And it's just really kind of Huntsville is where I think Google put down um, some of their, their cables. They, they did that project where they were trying to do... Ah, uh, the Google um, Fiber, right. Yes. 
So that was one of the places that it happened because, again, Redstone Arsenal, but it's also the home of a NASA, kind of an outcropping once you get, you know, you've got one in Texas and then you've got one in, in Cape Canaveral. Um, but it's, I, it is four hours away from us. Um, Birmingham tends to be rather liberal, but then again, it, it skews, the demographics skew. We've had, especially with the election coming up, there's been a lot of, of back and forth going on. So um, I, it, you really have to do, you really have to travel distances in order to get some of these, you get some, some corner shops, some nook and cranny places that nobody knows about. And then you hear about if you really want to have something that would be kind of a, a Michelin star sort of meal, like professional chefs doing, you know, their thing. You really do have to travel for it. I mean, Montgomery is is not. I say it's not, but I've lived around Montgomery pretty much most of my life, and you just don't have those kinds of experiences here. So you can go. Mobile is a three-hour drive. Birmingham is a two-hour drive, two and a half, maybe one and a half if you're really a speed demon up the interstate, um, and then Huntsville. And, and that's the four major cities there. So you, you do, there's not a whole lot of experience, uh, experiences, at least with food to be had or drinks, um, that would you would see on, you know, like a travel or a cooking show. So we're definitely not going to be rolling out looking for America's greatest, dinos, greatest diners, drive-ins, and God damn it, I screwed up that reference so much. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, you know what, I can, I can whip out a Guy Fieri reference and it's going to be great. And I even had it in front of me to make sure I was going to say it right. And I'm reading it like, word for word, and I still screw it up. Guy Fieri seems to be a very controversial figure. <laughs> he is. He. Guy Fieri is definitely different. And I promise this will be the last diversion before we get to the topic this evening. But sure. uh -huh. Guy Fieri, I feel <laughs> like, is in a, in a strange way, he's like parts of my personality in human form. Like, not all of him is me and not all of me is him which is also a weird thing to say out loud but um <laughs> i appreciate bleached like he's he's extra in ways yeah. that i would feel comfortable being extra okay you know but like he also like in order to make it the whole package right he has the the strange shirts and the platinum bleach action on his head which i'm I was sure about to say which part of you is bleached because you know none that, of the bleach. that's a whole thing i'm pretty sure that the bleach is now permanent like he is like his his dna has morphed somehow so now his hair is just naturally like that well i i would think he'd have to keep it a little bit shorter because that shit breaks off well you know i don't there's <laughs> chemicals i mean you know it's after like it's after how many what 20 27 seasons of diners drive-ins and dives his hair still hasn't gotten sideways I don't even know if it's real. Like, let's be honest. I mean, well, look, as as long as I've seen him with them frosted, that's not even frosted, no. With those bleach blonde tips, like, you couldn't catch girls, you know, wearing that kind of hairstyle where you can see roots down here. Everything's matchy-matchy. So, yeah, that that's, you know, you, you start bleaching a little bit too much and, and your shit starts breaking off. <laughs> Look, all I gotta say ah! is that 
I'd eat that on a flip flop. Moving okay. on. All right. Tonight, <laughs> on my list, anyways, of things that you've given me, which is one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pranks. Pranks. Specifically, pranks in your high school era. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Where do you want to start with that? It sounds like that's a pretty like a loaded statement. Like that's a you know we're opening kind of a we're opening a box yes. of sorts. Like yes. what? Uh, so let, let's start letting you freewheel this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna just I freewheel everything, Bobby. Let's let's just. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's start off by saying that my brother and I do not have, nor have ever hardly had, a good relationship. Um, and and. It was okay, kind of, when we were younger, because it was mostly just him being the annoying younger brother. But now it's sort of morphed into this, he purposely tries to be an asshole. And he knows it. I mean, he he goes out of his way to do this sort of shit. And I just really don't have time for it. So we write, let's say, okay, a few weeks ago, he gave me some furniture. And that's the first time that we had talked in about a like six months maybe to a year i don't know but we've we've had some ebb and flows in our relationship where there are just moments where we just don't talk to each other and and this most recent one he got mad at me um because he was calling we were i quit um my last job and then he started calling and congratulating me and that was the first contact we'd had in like another six months ebb in our relationship. And uh, he started calling all the time because obviously it's really kind of funny to talk to me. And he's a trucker. So he ends up being bored. And he says sometimes the most stupidest shit. I really can't. Um, he said that when he talks to me, it's not like talking to the rest of his trucker friends because he has to elevate the conversation to match up with me, which means that I don't know where these people that are driving our highways are at, but let me tell you, they sound like functional idiots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, he says like, I have to start, you know, you use these big words and you, you have ideas and you're well read. And I'm just like, why is this such a thing talking to me like this? I, I mean, I'm really not understanding where you're coming from here with it. Because you've been talking to me most of my life, or most of your life, and it's been, you know, it's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. Um, but he delivered some food, some uh, furniture for me uh, that he actually gave it to me. And it, it, it's just a very combative relationship. I mean, he, he does some stuff. He flies off the handle. He's got a terrible temper, and... Kind of so do I. No, not kind of. I do too. Shut up. <laughs> I've got a terrible temper. He's got a terrible temper. And it's the, the difference is, is that it takes very specific buttons to push with me. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take a bit of abuse before finally I'm like, you know what? We're about to have it out. You're about to ha I'm going to have a tank with you. We're about to have a tangle, and I'm not going to handle this too well. You're going to end up crying. So when we do these things, it's... He usually starts it, and then I'm very reactive about it. So a couple of these pranks I did because he did something. I'm not going to explain what he did because it's upsetting. 
But let me just say, rest assured, it was goddamn heinous. Like, I'm, I'm not even kidding about this. I'm not, I'm serious point in the, the conversation here. I'm not, I'm not kidding. The things that he would do sometimes were not acceptable in any one that you would want to know. Um, it involves some cruelty, and I, I just, I wasn't there for it. And so usually when I, when I reacted, he would do these things to me. And it never was really directly at me because I'm, I'm kind of fucking mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially growing up when we would fight, you know, girls don't play fair and um, we don't fight fair either. So when he would do these things, I just would react and I don't react. Sometimes I react in a very flash manner, like quick flash of, you know, kicking them in the nuts or something like that, which I did quite often. But sometimes it was very much a revenge is a dish best served cold sort of situation. So um, the first one that I did was he had done something and I, I really sat down and thought about this. And I worked, I mentioned in the last episode that I worked at a drugstore and I would, he, he would regularly steal food um, like candy. Usually I would get candy. And then he'd steal it out of my purse. Knowing he did that, um, and he had done something awful, um, I decided, you know what? That was when Chocolate x Lax was on the market. And it came in kind of like a six brick or something like that, maybe mm-hmm. a nine brick. Um, I scraped off. You really couldn't tell. I was very careful about it. I scraped off the logo off the tops. And I had myself a Hershey bar and uh, finished it up, but I kept the wrapper. And then I folded the x lax back in the wrapper. Like I'd broken off a piece, you know, the x lax looks, it, I made it look like I'd broken off pieces of a Hershey bar and just didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. He went surfing in my purse and ate all that x lax And I went to go stay the night at somebody else's house. How much X-Lax are you supposed to take in that farm? Uh, not very much, but I did do extensive research to make sure that it wasn't to the point that it would be dangerous for him. I mean, he might want to be dead, but it's not going to kill him. Right? <laughs> no, it really hurt him, though. <laughs> he ended up eating it, and then I had a quote-unquote attack of conscience. And he hated to throw up. So I told him what I did. And then I started, I drug him to the bathroom and started sticking my, my finger down his throat, making him throw it all up. Except he didn't throw it all up, which I knew he wouldn't. So he got the benefit of throwing up and also the end result of the x lax. That was also my way of ensuring that it also would not be too dangerous for him. I, I wrote a very fine line. Um, so I went to go spend the night at a friend's house. And then I came back the next morning. <laughs> And my house in Watauka was a was a two story, and right when you get to the front door, you're immediately greeted pretty much by the stairs upstairs. And use the bathroom. You could see looking up the stairs, you could see the bathroom off over to the right a little bit. <laughs> my mom greeted me at the door. She's like, "You need to be ashamed of yourself." And I and she knew what he had done to me, and so I just looked at her very nonchalant and I said, "Well, then he shouldn't have done 
what he did. Now, should he have? And she really couldn't say too much about that. But I looked up the stairs, and Joey had the bathroom. The door was cracked, fan going wide on, and that boy was moaning. (laughs) (laughs) Like abject, just, I'm so tired, and I can't move from the toilet sort of moaning. So that was the first thing that I did to him. Um, He did another thing that was just... I wouldn't say it was just as heinous, but it was it was really close. Um, but I was in charge of the biology closet at school, and there is a substance called methylene blue. Methylene blue is used to test kidney function. Mm-hmm. Um, it is used as a dye agent during certain. I don't know if it's like it's not X-rays, but it's like you know you you certain scans that they do to to test how everything's moving through. And then it's also used to color um, slides for, you know, the, the science, the, when you look at cells uh, in your biology class, you color it with either blue or red. So I, I snitched a bottle of the blue a little bit, and um, I mixed it in with some blue raspberry Kool-Aid. So that he wouldn't taste it because it's it's really you can't smell it you can't taste it it just you know it just kind of it's just blue and let's say that must have been about three o'clock so my mom got home about five five thirty whatever about five thirty <laughs> Joey was screaming from the bathroom because his ass was peeing green I mean full on green too nice strong stream and my mom was like. <laughs> My mom was like, and again, she knew what he had done. And she's, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. And I'm like, well, he shouldn't have done what he did. Now should he have? And she really never had any kind of answer for me when I confronted her like that. It was, she's like, you're really kind of goddamn mean. (laughs) Because it's, I I thought these things out. Um, But yeah, he was yelling in the bathroom. Like mom had to run in and they had to inspect everything, the equipment to make sure that everything was functioning properly. And uh, he, he, yeah, was surprised. And when my mom confronted me about it, I just basically said, well, you know what? He should be happy. I didn't use red. Hey, I thought that thing was falling off. So there it is. That was one. Uh, to make sure I get these notes right, you're talking about <laughs> methylene blue or something yes. else? Methylene, methylene blue. blue. Okay. I got to make sure. I there's thought I got the blue. right thing, but I wanted yep. to make sure. No there's methylene some... blue and there's methylene red. Yeah, methylene blue is a thing. <laughs> and Joe was just like, you're so mean. Like, you're using your brain to defeat me. And I'm like, who doesn't use their brains to defeat you, smartass? Is, is he, you, are you, really? are you supposed to fight him? I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, <you> know, <laughs> like, I mean, if he wanted to fight me, it wasn't fair either. Because, like, there was one point um, where, you know, growing up, and I don't know if I've told this story on the show or not, but growing up, Everybody used to tell me that eventually he'd get taller than me. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, yeah, that's going to find. And, and everybody's like, well, you need to watch out because, you know, once he finally realizes he's taller than you, I said, well, then I'm just going to handle it like I always handle it, don't I? You know. So one day we're sitting in the kitchen. I've, I, my grandparents were visiting. And I'm just standing there with a can of Coke. And uh, Joey looks over at me. And for some reason, apparently, he felt real just confident about shit. He looked over at me. He said, I'm taller than you. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, okay. He said, 
we should go outside. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? He goes, yeah, I think I do. (laughs) And my mom and my grandmother came and sat out on the porch swing to watch. (laughs) He's like American gladiator up there. Kind of like one of those, this is going to be good kind of. Kind of vibe. Yeah, a little bit of that, just to make sure that I didn't hurt him too bad. I told mom to hold my Coke. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love it. Oh, God. And so we're facing off, and I do, you know, like in the early 1900s or the 1800s, how boxing, how they put their hands up all weird that mm-hmm. they don't do anymore. So I struck a pose like that. And in high school, I was wearing Doc Martens pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. And certain ones you can buy have a nice steel toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he's laughing at me because I, I put my dukes up like, you know, like an old school boxer. I'm over here like, okay, come at me. I'm ready for you. And he starts coming for me. And I just leaned back and I absolutely just nailed him right in the, the mommy daddy buttons. I mean, I just the fishing tackle was all just obliterated. So he he fell down on the ground, and I calmly walked back, and I'm like, I'll take my coat now from my mom. And my mom's like, you are such a mean bitch sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know what? He decided to test it. It didn't work out for him too well, did it? <laughs> so that's the kind of relationship that we have. <laughs> He'll he'll be the first one to tell you that I'm a I'm hilarious. I mean, when I told him that we were doing this whole thing with the the podcast, he was like, oh, "You're gonna make so much money," and I'm like, "It don't work like that." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> He's like, "You're gonna be like Joe Rogan." I'm like, "As much as I would like to replace Joe Rogan, uh-uh, it don't work like that. Stop it." No. <laughs> so uh, these were the kind of things I don't know. Just for some reason, I would get as you said, a wild hair, and and things just happened. Um, there was a point where <laughs> my dad said something about, my dad and I used to share books. Like, I started reading basically from his library. He, mm-hmm. he read a lot of fantasy and science fiction novels, and I, I tend to, like, for instance, the first series that I ever got a hold of that he had read was a Zenith series. It's by Piers Anthony. Sure. And um, so I would read after him, and we started sharing books. Uh, in fact, the – I don't know yet that Robert Jordan um, has been surpassed by George R. R. Martin, but Robert Jordan took something like 23, 24 years to put out all of his books in the Wheel of Time series. And in the end, he ended up passing away. He was in poor health, and the last three books ended up being written by – uh, a dude named Brandon Sanderson, and uh, he was hand-chosen by Robert Jordan and his wife and was given extensive notes that Robert Jordan had made about how he wanted the last three books to go. They weren't actually supposed to be three books, but they were so large that they split them. So my dad, between the two of us, we waited 23 years for that entire series to finish. And in fact, it's going to be coming out on TV, from what I hear, on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. I did notice something about that as I'm as I'm looking here. There is there is some talk. Mm, yeah, there's yeah. rumors that season one will debut sometime in 2021 and have eight episodes. But Rosamund no, Pike no is in it. No release date so far. Yeah, no. 
I mean, you know, I, that it, coronavirus probably waylaid a lot of this stuff. Um, but the second series, actually, there's three series that we, I've been waiting for goddamn ever on. The second series, of course, is George R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. And the, the very first Game of Thrones book came out in the 90s. And I pretty much, when the, the, the TV show started, I had read, I think he's got four or five books now, four. But I've got all of them. So I've, I've been waiting. And a lot of people are, go, are afraid that he's going to end up passing before he finish it, finishes it, like mm-hmm. Robert Jordan. Um, the last one that I've been waiting for friggin' ever on. <laughs> and if anybody reads some science fiction books, they are some fantasy books. They know about all these, these jokers. Melanie Ron and The Capitol's Tower. Um, it... See, she started the first book. The first two books are out. The Capitol's Tower is supposed to be the third book. Um, She suffered some depression, and so she has yet to finish it. But these books came out again in the 90s. Um, She does have two um, trilogies called the Dragon Prince trilogies that are very good if anybody wants to read them. Um, but Capitol's Tower is something that I've been waiting on because it's kind of like a cliffhanger. It's like when somebody cancels a show and they leave it on such a cliffhanger that you're just like, you want to tear some shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm looking, I, I'm seeing remarks about her starting Capitol's Tower. It's been in, it's, like it's been six, in the works for years now. 10, 11 years ago. I see a reference yep. to it from 2009. Yes. And it's you'll see them going back even further than that. Okay, so this is I not think the early two hundreds. I mean, it, I, it was the early it was the early two odds, right? Uh, when she first started writing these, if I'm not mistaken. So it's still I've got them. I reread them occasionally, just for kind of like it's sort of like a very a loving addiction. It hurts so good <laughs> to to read her books. They're but they're just that that good. But I have not since. She has kind of dropped them. I've not. She's written other books, and I just don't buy them anymore because I'm afraid she's going to end up dropping them like she did with this series. I mean, it's a really good series too. God, but, the Exiles um, trilogy beginning in 1994. Yes, that is them. 1994. Jesus Christ! Like I've been waiting so long on some books. I can't. I don't even remember when I started waiting on them. It's just been that long. Um, here we are in, in 1994. Jesus, how long is that? Which is not to be confused uh, with the Exiles trilogy from Ben Bova, which, by the way, is also a thing. No, so there's the some Exiles confusion. trilogy. That's 26 years. Jesus Christ! I'm a surprise. Fucking punishment, <laughs> man. Anyway, so my dad and I read these books together, and we had kind of like a library built up. We had all the books. They were put in bookcases yeah and he liked to buy the hardbacks with the with the sleeves <laughs> so occasionally i just mix his books and his sleeves up oh, you're <laughs> awful <laughs> this is why this is why i don't like sleeves like i i wish when oh, i buy God. books that have dust jackets as they're more formally called i wish the the hard covers inside were actually a lot more detailed because i would yeah. just take the dust jacket off because what they look dust, nicer. What dust 
is being protect is is the book being protected from the side like dust falls down Honestly, from the top like exactly there's if you're gonna no put on a dust jacket like you got to cover the top of the book like how do you are you stacking books weird with like your your spines facing the ceiling like what are you, what are you doing what now? are you even really doing yeah right? you're handling your shit wrong and you, they need to be taken away from you right for just you know that's exactly it, right Safety reasons. Exactly. No, I, I get the whole dust cover thing. I do. And, and it, you know, the dust covers, I think, are simply just marketing thing. If you put a pretty picture on the front of it, that looks interesting. And a description on the back, sure enough, some people are going to want to um, purchase them. Yeah. They're definitely I mean, flashy. It's an easy way to make a nice flashy cover that catches your eye without doing some complicated right. printing thing on the actual book cover. I get its purpose today. Yeah. I just... I'm still against it. Now, granted, I'm even more against paperback for different reasons because I don't – for two reasons. One, I don't like how much more effort I have to put in to hold the book open. Okay. And two, I don't like the creases that form in the spine. And then there are just some people who are goddamn sacrilegious and dog-ear that shit. And it's like, (sighs) are you a heathen? Like, fuck on with that. I can't. Stop listening. You're not worthy. Look, look, you can use anything for some goddamn bookmarks. You don't need to dog ear that shit. Shut up. Yeah. Get out of here with that nonsense. So whenever I can get a book, like if I'm, if I'm looking for a book, say on Amazon, because who buys books anywhere else these days, right? Um, Generally, the paperback is, it's always cheaper, right? Especially if it's gone to mass market, which RIP that book at that point, right? Um, I will... If it's not like too much more, like say maybe less than twice the price more, depending yeah. on what kind of book it was, I'll buy the I'll buy the hardcover, right? So like oh, if yeah. the paperback is like eleven dollars, I'll probably go up to twenty five for a hardcover, just because it is more uniform in my book yeah. stack or bookshelf, and it is to me a lot it more resilient and yeah. just it's a more book like experience. Like I feel like a paperback is. Like, somebody's phoning in the effort of making a book. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I get it's cheaper, and I get it's, you know, they can make it smaller, it can be flexible. Like, there's a whole, all sorts of reasons why a paperback is a good idea to be in, to have in existence. I just disagree with the fact that paperbacks need to exist at all, personally. Oh, yeah. No, with a hardcover, a hardback, I mean, I've got books um, that I started, I buy paperbacks just because, um, my husband calls me the wood chipper. I read really fast. And yeah. they're um, definitely a lot easier to flip through, especially if you do some of them speed reading techniques. Yeah, I don't I don't even do that. This this just sort of natural. Um, I mean, I've mentioned my math disability. On the other end of that coin, on the other side of that coin is my reading. Like I took the ACT and the highest you can get is like a 30, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't take it. I couldn't tell you. I'll, I'll take okay. your word for it. Okay. I barely got out of high school. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, my reading comprehension portion of the ACT, I was one point off of 30. Um, but then again, I was, a, I was a 19 in math. So that kind of shows you how disabilities work. You know, most people test, when they do test, they test in generally the same range. Um, but when you have something going on like that, a indicator is big distances in their subjects. Sure. Like I tested pretty close on the science portion 
and then um, the English portion, I think it was, I can't remember, but yeah, my, my ass over here like an idiot savant with reading comprehension, so I read, I can take... Oh, let's see. I'm I'm going to be wandering around my library right now. Like, my daughter went to school, and they had a project where we had to count all the books in our house. And that's physical copies, copies on the Kindles, you know, whatever. And it ended up being about a thousand books for Katie. And okay. her teacher <laughs> accused her of lying. And Katie came home absolutely just in tears. Like she she just couldn't understand that why the teacher would say, well, you know, your mom said we've got a thousand books in the house. Um, couldn't understand why the teacher would say that she's lying. Right. And so I ended up having to call the teacher like, <laughs> let me take pictures for you because, bitch, my, my child ain't lying. Um, Did you say I, those exact words? Please tell no. me. Please, no. <laughs> I did not. I mean, you know. Look, she's going to be dealing with the teacher for the rest of the year. I'm not going to pee in that will. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I've got, and, I, you know, this is, David Eddings is one of my favorites. Um, I've got Kim Harrison. I've got Laurel K. Hamilton. I've got all of Stephen King, all of Harry Potter. I've got the classic twos. Uh, let's see. I've got To Kill a Mockingbird, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Little Princess, Little Women, Treasure Island, The Secret Garden, Where the Red Fern Grows, Edith Hamilton's Mythology, all of Anne of Green Gables, the whole series. Um, uh, let's see. Who is this dude? Um, Pullman. This is the His Dark Materials series. Yep. All the Narnias. I mean, it's it's just absolutely crazy because I just – if you give me a 500-page book – I'll read it in like a day or two. Mm -hmm. So reading was, was always very much a part of <laughs> the relationship starting with my dad. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm done with it. You want to read it? You know? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> or, and as I got older and started making my own money, it's like, uh, I'll buy books for myself. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm done with it. You want it? And he's like, yeah, let me see it after you get done. <laughs> so, <laughs> It was kind of a way for us to bond. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it really kind of just, I peed in his Cheerios every time I'd mix up those sleeves. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, my mom would laugh her ass off because my dad does, I mean, he kind of pokes at us too. So it was it was very much in, in keeping with my family. Um, and which, speaking of which, the very best prank I've ever played in my life, I will never replicate it. It's like one of those moments where heaven shines on you, like you've had such a brilliant thought, lightning flashes. I mean, literally. <laughs> it's, it may only happen once. It's your one moment to just go, Jesus Christ, this is what the, the planet's aligning feels like. You know, um, I came down, I had a Mitsubishi TV. And my dad, this was back when big screens were just starting. Mm -hmm. Are we talking he, about the... Like the rear projection big screens, or are we talking like CRT? Like uh, we're talking about CRT. Okay. Um, if I'm if I'm understanding you correctly, the, I, the I don't, rear projection ones were like the giant the early like, ones. refrigerator, like dual refrigerator size hollow boxes that uh, were. It wasn't quite that early. It was just like okay. a couple of steps after that. 
Okay, gotcha. All right, because then you said um, big screen, like you know, I I, I know yeah, that like was. your projection was like a really big thing, and then yes. like the mass market got CRTs that are yeah, yes, small dad, and heavy. Yeah, no, it it's it was huge. Um, I mean, like I said, it was just a couple of steps beyond that. And my dad is kind of a he was kind of a big tech head, uh, and he loves himself some TV. Um, so he bought a Mitsubishi TV as well. We could not touch it. We were not allowed to touch it. He hid the remotes. We couldn't watch it. We couldn't do nothing with it unless he was there. Um, in fact, the very first one that we had had an open cabinet. So it may have been the the very early ones. I mean, like you open the TV cabinet. Yeah. It was freestanding and it had doors on the front so that you couldn't get dust on it and anything else. Right. Um, but this iteration of TV was a little bit after that. Uh, this was about, ooh, 1993, 94. Okay. And like I said, it was, it was a Mitsubishi as well. And I had my little TV up in my room. So I came downstairs. It was after school. Joey was out, you know, with his friends or whatever. My parents hadn't gotten home yet. And I must've been 16, 17, somewhere around in there. So I, I came down to get a Coke, and I'm just kind of, I, I brought my remote with me. I'm just kind of pushing buttons on my remote as I wander down the stairs over to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that the TV came on when I was pushing my buttons on the remote. And I went, do what? So I tested it. I'm like, turn it on and off. My remote c- controlled his TV because they were both made by Mitsubishi. Yeah. And then that's where I had my flash of brilliance. <laughs> So my mom, dad was kind of wandering uh, out collecting. I don't know what the hell he was doing. You know, he he had this whole life outside of our house that that he tended to. Um, <laughs> and mom got home first. So I took her aside and I said, okay, I've got an idea. Actually, I grabbed Joey for this too. We kind of had a powwow. And I said, I've got an idea. <laughs> when daddy starts turning the TV on... I want you, Mom, because they had Lazy Boys. Mom mm-hmm. had hers on the right side, and Daddy had his on the left side. And they both, it was wide enough space to part that it was kind of like catty-corner to where they could both view the TV. And then there was a, a sofa next to my dad's. And that's where Joey and I sat. I said, uh, Mom, <laughs> I want you to start rocking your chair. And then I'm going to start flipping channels. And I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. I really didn't expect it to go anywhere, honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought Dad would figure it out. And and Mom's like, okay, I'll go along because obviously <laughs> we're all demented. <laughs> and uh, so we sat down after dinner and we're watching TV and Mom starts slowly rocking. And I start flipping channels and then she'd stop. And I'd stop flipping the channels. And Dad's like, what the, what the hell? what the hell's going on with the TV? And then he'd flip it right back to where we were supposed to be. And then mom started rocking again, and I started flipping channels. And, and then she'd stop, and I'd stop. And it went on enough to where he started going, wait a minute, Jane, rock your chair. So she started rocking her chair, and I started flipping channels. And that man came unglued. He's like, oh, your chair can control the TV. <laughs> so he's like 
Jane, get up! And he's looking at the bottom for, like, wires and stuff. He's trying to figure this shit out. And there's nothing to indicate any way for the room, <laughs> for the TV to be connected by her chair. So, <laughs> he's like, sit right down and rock in it. So, she'd rock, and I'd flip a couple more channels, just kind of take it and don't easy. And he's like, oh, this is great. This is a, wait, I'll tell the guys at work about this. Holy shit. You know, <laughs> just getting real all excited about it. I mean, he was all in. It was amazing how excited about this thing that he got. And I don't know how, but none of us were laughing about it. We were able to keep a straight face because I'm sorry. Inside, I was sort of coming glued to my, myself because I was like, oh, shit, he's believing this mouse. Hold on. <laughs> so then he's like, Jane, get up. And then he sits down in the chair. He's rock real fast. I'm going to turn it to this channel. And I went and changed the channel. So he's like, he figured out that mom plus the chair would change the channel. <laughs> so he's like, Jane, rock channel 12. And then she's rocking and I'm flipping the channels. He's like, holy shit. I don't know how this happened. There's no wires or nothing, you know. And, <laughs> and you're talking about a man who very much believes in logic and, you know, common sense answers. I mean, I was, I was honestly a little bit aghast just how fast he instantly understood, bam, it's mom plus the TV controlling the TV, or mom in the chair controlling the TV, but there's no wires or nothing. There's no logical explanation for this, but we're just going to go with it. <laughs> So, he spent all night, Jane, rock over this channel. Jane, rock over this channel. And then finally, Mom was like, you know, I'm getting a little tired. She was letting, she was saying it out loud to give me warnings. So, I started to switch it to his chair. And he'd rock in the chair, and then I'd change a couple of channels, and he'd go, oh, wait a minute. And then he sat back down, and he'd rock it a little bit more, and I'm changing channels. He's like, Jesus Christ, my, my, my chair's done it too. <laughs> And my mom went to bed, and we had him going, I'm not kidding, from like 4.30 in the afternoon, probably, to about 9 o'clock that night. <laughs> the entire time, had him going, and rocking his chair like mad, flipping him over, looking at him, going, I need to tighten that screw, but I'm, that's not what I'm looking for here. I mean, he just, it, he couldn't figure it out, and so he just sort of went with it. <laughs> Which explains a whole lot about Alabama, by the way. <laughs> about to say you're not quite uh, you're not quite selling it there. I don't know. I um, I'm sitting here thinking like uh, this is how this is how people start believing in UFOs. Yes, <laughs> this is exactly how that happened. I feel like, like I you said, were exactly the reason it all exists now because at some point <laughs> when you were a kid, you had a remote to a television. And somebody thought they saw a flash outside, and all of a sudden their TV started changing channels, and the rest is I'm history. I'm telling you, I couldn't understand why he was so believing that. He was so ready to believe it. I mean, it, it really just, I was a little shocked. Do you think there's something maybe more about him specifically that would make him want to believe that? Like, generally, after a while, you're like, okay, something's a little strange here, right? Yeah. There's no obvious... No electrical anything like you start putting two and two together that something's not quite adding up no and that like, wasn't happening with him like at why all. do you why do you think that was i think he loved that tv i mean the man would talk about 
being buried with the TV and his lazy boy. Honestly, <sighs> that's like, a hell of a he, grave. Yeah, I mean, look, if he's gonna go, he's gonna go in style. I mean, <laughs> it's just like you know, we didn't even need to bother with the casket. Right. Just make the the hole deep enough for TV, and it's like Egyptians or something. You know, would he's, he be he's buried gonna... sitting on his lazy boy? Yes. Like I, yes. I envision, I envision archaeo- ar- an archaeological yes. expedition, maybe seven thousand years from now, where exactly. they're rummaging around in what they believe to be Alabama or Alabama adjacent, and they see what appears to be a perfectly intact lazy boy because. You know they made that out of fibers that probably no human should ever come in contact with back then. <laughs> and the the remnants of some kind of skeletal system still sitting in that chair. Yeah. And approximately eight feet in front of it is a large metal box. That might have been some sort of tube. Right. Display. And they spend they spend yeah. weeks, they spend months trying to figure out what that box is <laughs> and why it's so important. Like it becomes like this almost like this representation Egyptians. of ancient history in itself. Yes. It's like the Bible, right? Yes. No, it's like the Egyptians. You know, they would bury even their servants. They would kill servants and bury the servants with the person uh whose gravesite it was because they believe that the servants would would serve the person after death in the afterlife. They did that with cats. Like, the cats would go with them, their beloved pets. They'd bury food, treasure, you know, certain forms of entertainment. Like, I I think they've found children, and there's, like, remnants of sort of like what you would maybe see as toys. That's kind of how I see it. Like, the man was fully... If we wrapped him up and embalmed his ass, yes, I he would befuddle people thousands of years from now going, the fuck was this guy on? <laughs> what do you think they would call him, right? Like, we have we have names for ancient humans, right? You know, like Lucy, etc., right? Uh, what do you think? It's, you know, the year is 9,076, and they are digging through the remains of Alabama or... Alabama adjacent, and they come across your father and his lazy boy. Uh, they call him Chairman. Chairman. I mean, he's he's Lawnmower Man, and now he's Chairman. Chairman title, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and and here's the worst part. This this explains even so much more about Joey. The only way I could have had him going for days, and I saw myself doing it too. That's how mean I am. Uh, <laughs> But Joey started getting, like, we were sitting on the sofa together, and Joey started, like, getting pissy because I was having all the fun flipping the switches. And he wasn't doing anything except watching Dad sort of, like, come unglued and lose his mind. (laughs) For me, that would have been enough. But Joey started, he's like, I want to flip some channels. You know, how kids do. Right. And finally, he annoyed me enough. He he kept, and I was afraid that Dad was going to see So I tried to pass him the remote, but Joey's kind of an idiot, and, you know, he's not nearly as smooth as I am. So Dad saw it, and he's like, what is that? And Joey goes, uh, (laughs) Elizabeth? And I'm like, what? You're the one holding it. What is it, Joey? (laughs) (laughs) You wanted this. Now you must take it. Reap what you sow, man. Man, just... (laughs) 
Go ahead. You yeah, exactly. Reap what you sow. You see what so, happens, Larry, when you feed a stranger scrambled eggs. That's right. <laughs> 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 I got so mad because I'm like, you goddamn ruined it. And Joy's like, well, I wanted to have some fun too, and I'm like. You can go outside, find yourself like a couple of stones and some dirt and have yourself a good time. That's how smart you are. <laughs> so, yeah, Dad saw the remote getting passed, and he's like, what is that? And Joey's like, well, you know, he's like, that's a remote, isn't it? And Joey's like, well, and I mean, if I really wanted to be cruel, I would have left Joey to it. I'd have been like, you know what? I'm going to go on to bed. Let Joey just explain that shit to you. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you I wonder why there are trust issues here. I know, right? There really are. <laughs> you, you, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute what, you know, Joey's son uh, spent last summer with me. So I, I'll tell you the warning in a little bit what Joey told Chase about me. But, uh, yeah, finally I just, I came clean. I was like, no, it was us controlling the TV. And my mom will still tell that story to this day, talking about it's the best thing she'd ever seen in her life. <laughs> like, she laughed for days at that mess. <laughs> so we have, we, the stories that I'm telling you, we kind of all pass around. Like, if you come to one of our holidays, Thanksgiving or Christmas, and we're sitting around the table, we'll talk about this shit and tell these stories to each other all the time. Just reload them every single time. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. We're we're all kind of like that. But, man, <laughs> Joey was just like, I don't know how to explain it. He's like, Elizabeth did it. Elizabeth did it. And I'm like, you know what? Get the hell on up in the bed. Go on. Go on to bed. Go on to bed. Look, let the adults talk, jackass. So <laughs> and Dad's like, I said, I'm sorry, Daddy. I just couldn't help it. He, he wasn't mad at me. He was mad at Joey, actually. It was really kind of funny. He was, like, respectful of me because I came up with this this whole thing just on my own. Um, one of the, the funny things about growing up with my dad is, <laughs> this sounds terrible, but my dad always would end up saying that I've got no walking around sense. And what that meant was that I had no common sense. I had plenty of book smart but I had no common sense. And it's actually come kind of full circle because <laughs> at my last workplace, um, you know how you do the loser sign with your fingers on your forehead? Mm -hmm. Okay. So at my office, it didn't count for loser. It counted for logic because I would ask these questions like, why don't they do this? And everybody's like, Beth, you, you're looking at the big picture. You need to look at the small picture. And I'm just sort of like, what the hell is going on with you guys? Like, I'm just asking common sense questions here. So logic. Stop thinking I, so incredibly right? efficiently and I know. proactively. God, right? just be a worker it, drone and shut up. I mean, just, just sort of like, you know, turn your brain off. That's absolutely fine. But I couldn't obviously do that. So I'd ask these questions all the time. And people would start calling it, you know, every time I made like a common sense question, like I'd be, why don't they do it this way? Everybody would stick up L's on their forehead going, oh, Beth thinking logic again. Oh, no. <laughs> but now going back to uh, last, it wasn't last summer. It was the summer before that. Um, Chase had done something. Chase is my nephew. He's about, he's 16 now. 
and he had done something. I can't remember even what he did, but Joey decided he was looking for a way to punish Chase for, for a rather a lengthy period of time. And he called me and he's like, I'm going to give Chase to you for like a couple of weeks, you know, and then he'll just, he'll do things for you around the house. And I'm like, okay. And then Joey's like, this is going to be his punishment. And I said, okay. <laughs> um, and it was so funny. Joey told me later, he said, you know, I sat Chase down and I talked to him. And I said, what did you talk to Chase about? Joey said, well, you know, I needed to explain to him about the difference about you. <laughs> so he starts Chase off. He's like, Chase, your Aunt Elizabeth is a smart ass. And Chase is like, well, you're a smart ass too. And Joey goes, no, no. Your Aunt Elizabeth is in a whole class by herself. <laughs> she's, she's just, she beats to her own drum. And, you know, there's going to be moments where you might call me and go, why did she do this? And I'm just going to go, you know what? That's what she wants. She just do it. I can't explain it. She's got a reason for it. There's always a method to the madness. So, <laughs> um, Chase at the time wasn't having a good home situation. His uh, mom and my brother uh, were divorced and she had remarried and there were two younger kids. Um, I think the oldest now is like three, maybe four, something like that. Very much younger kids that Chase was watching quite a bit. And um, there was just a lot of things that were going on. And so Chase ended up arriving here. And this was my summer of cleaning. This was after I quit my job. And I decided that I really needed to clean out some closets. So, I mean, I can, I can show, you, <laughs> I'll show you pictures of some of the stuff we pulled out. But there's a giant Claymore <laughs> that got pulled out of Henry's closet here in the office. <laughs> um, and Chase is just standing there with it. He's like, what the hell is this for? And I'm like, that's your Uncle Henry's. I don't know. I, this is why, I, look, we moved in here like nine years ago, and the thing hasn't moved since. So, <laughs> obviously, we need to get it sorted. He pulled out this giant um, clipboard that had two clips on it. It's like, I guess it was used for art. I don't know. Uh, he pulled out a lot of Henry's old uh, karate equipment. <laughs> This is the best part, though. He pulled out Henry's cup, and he didn't know what it was. <laughs> so he's, he's holding it, and he's like, what is this? Is this like a mask? And I'm like, no, 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 put that to your face. <laughs> and he's like, what is it? And I said, well, that's your Uncle Henry's cup. And he goes, what is that? I said, well, you know, when you do sports, you have to have something to protect the kids and the boys. Right here, you know? And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And he instantly dropped it. <laughs> he's like yelling about boiling his hand. And I'm just dying because <laughs> he held it for, I, I delayed telling him a lot longer than I should have. <laughs> just because I was really enjoying it. I took a picture of it. I'm like, look at your son's doing, Joey. And Joey's like, is that a cup in his hand? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and Joey's like, you're so fucking messed up. There's, you're making that. <laughs> I feel like there's a joke here somewhere about his cup run a thing over. I just can't, 
could quite do it. Maybe you can <laughs> find just, some way to slide that in here in the end. I think he dropped it too fast before it filled all the way up. Because <laughs> that child's face, when, he, when I told him what it was, <laughs> I could not. I was on the floor. I mean, I was rolling. And, and Jess sent Joey the picture, and he's like, you took a picture of it? And I'm like, yeah. And he said, how long was that before you told him it was actually Henry's cup? And I said, that was a few minutes before. And he's like, Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your cup definitely runneth over. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So now I have all these pictures of just the weird shit that got pulled out of this closet. And every time it was like a hat trick. Every time Chase went in there to pull more stuff out, he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I didn't even know what half that shit was, so I had to have Henry go through it. But <laughs> let, let, suffice it to say that when I started, that closet was absolutely to the brim full, and I got it all nice and cleaned off almost to the very bottom. So we, we cleaned out. We put together a cabinet. We put together, um, oh gosh, what else? We cleaned a couple of closets. I made him go to the Honey Baked Ham store with me and the kids. And <laughs> I'm trying to think what it was. What We got started. I mean, I was horrified. Chase is a very sheltered child. <laughs> and me, if you give me any kind of opening, especially if I could turn it dirty, I'm going to run with it. So... <laughs> So I think something about, oh, that's right. Joey was hauling oil. He was hauling, he was hauling some sort of olive oil or something. He's, um, he was registered <laughs> to uh, haul toxic chemicals. You, there's like, you get the long haul driving license, mm-hmm. the CLL license or whatever it's called. And then you get another license for being able to haul certain things. Um, but he was hauling oil in a tank that was blessed by, it had to be kosher. So it had to be blessed by rabbis. And for somebody in the South who isn't used to dealing with that sort of thing, Joey was just standing up. And plus, plus Joey's goddamn ignorant sometime. So he, he was just standing off to the side going, I don't even know what the hell they're saying. What do they expect this goddamn oil to do? And I, <laughs> And then he hauled it across the country. He was telling me about it while I was on the phone driving home from the Honey Baked Ham store. And I said, oh, okay, so what are they going to use the oil for? And he said, I don't know. They're going to put it in their hair or something. And I'm (laughs) like, oh, yeah, they're going to put it in their glistening locks. Are you seriously? And (laughs) Joey said, well, maybe I should try it. Because you can always, every time you empty a tanker, there's always, of course, some little bit left over. You get buckets of it, and you end up, you know, uh, doing something with it. I don't know. I mean, he, he you would You bathe in it, right? Oh, man. So, this is so mean. This is so mean to me. And I said, I told Joey, I said, he said, well, maybe I should try it, you know, put some wherever. And I went, yeah, go ahead. Lube yourself up. And Chase, Joey was on speakerphone. <laughs> And Chase heard me say that. And Joey's like, well, I don't know any women like that. And I'm like, well, you you know, you get the right kind of lube. You don't need no women for that, do you? Hey. 
<laughs> and by the time we got done, Chase was like in a fetus. He was like in a fetal position in the back of my, my Kia Sportage going, I can't hear this. I can't hear this. And of course, that just makes both me and Joey, you know, the fact that he was like, oh, what are y'all talking about? Oh, my God. That's so gross. So that just that really just egged us on. So we were both doing it by then. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm over here like, yeah, your Uncle Jojo gets some, some I was telling my kids, you know, your Uncle Jojo drives alone. Hey, Chase, your, your dad has some real lonely nights. It's a good thing he's got that lube and some oil. <laughs> and Chase is over here. I don't even know half of what you're meaning, but I can tell in that voice that you're doing it's not a good thing. <laughs> Y'all just need to shut up. Just shut up. You know how teenagers get when you start talking gross. <laughs> so that was the whole ride home from the Honeybake Ham Store. <laughs> so, oh God. I think it's. I think we're getting to just about that time where we wrap up this quality program, and I yeah. emphasize quality in the most obscure ways. <laughs> Um, would you, would you agree that the, uh, I'm going to go with the, the lazy boy television yeah. debacle of whatever decade that was 1993 or four. There you go. The leather boy, <laughs> leather boy. <laughs> oh yeah. We know about something leather, especially my, my, my brother. That wasn't all a Freudian slip at all. Was it that, those long nights with that oil in the leather? <laughs> I'm changing the title. <laughs> the long nights with the oil and the leather. That's what the explicit tags for. It's, it's all. It's all legal now. Um, would you agree that the Leather Boy oh, TV debacle of 1994 takes the cake for one of your best pranks? It is the. I I even went up that. Like I said, you have these moments of brilliance sometimes. And that was my one moment of shining glory. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think I'll accept that. I'll accept that now that I've uh, exposed myself secretly as uh, somebody that <laughs> likes other boys. Um, God help me. Please don't call you just... <laughs> I'm going to be. It's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. We're done. It's, all it's fine. Good. Nobody, no, we can't do this anymore. This We're is... exposed to the oil and the leather boys. 